Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Racing to Me, Saudi Cup edition. And you can hear uh, there's a little bit of background noise. I'm in the media center at King Abdul Aziz Racecourse in Saudi Arabia. My first ever time being here, which is super, super exciting. I've got a couple of uh, strong guests lined up for you this week, commencing with multiple British Cup winner Florent Giroud to discuss the recently crowned Kentucky Derby victor Mandaloon, who will be lining up in the 20 million Group 1 Saudi Cup for champion trainer Brad Cox, followed by Dubai Racing Channel presenter Mikey Adelson to give his two cents on each runner in the important races tomorrow, Saturday, February 26th, starting with, of course, the third running of the Saudi Cup. I caught up with Florent on the rail by the chute on Thursday morning whilst we were watching Mandaloon make his way around the dirt track. All right, well, when did you get in? Are you doing okay? Yes, everything went great. The uh, flight was on time and uh, straight from uh, New York GFK and got here uh, yesterday morning and uh, uh, everybody, you know, took care of us, you know, very nicely. Uh, doing great, so very happy. Have you had the chance to speak with Brad yet about perhaps game plan for him? Six, right? Yeah. Uh, no, not really game plan. He knows I know the horse very well. You know, I've rode him in all of his starts. So uh, if I don't know the horse by now, it's <laughs> <laughs> something uh-huh. something is, is wrong. But no, I mean, he, he has great tactical speed. Uh, he's a very kind horse. He always put himself in a, in a good position. Mm. Uh, there's probably maybe one or two horses, maybe quicker than me. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I should be you know kind of like stalking you know hopefully not uh, too far off the pace yeah and uh see how it does you know i think it's going to be a, a pretty uh, fair selection you know uh, down the backside and i think we, we're gonna enter you know the the far turn uh i think it's gonna be you know already a, a pretty good selection on who's uh, gonna be a uh, competitive at the top of the strength and who's not yeah do you, do you think he'll like this track the way it's laid out you know wide and slopey turns yeah i think he'll be fine i mean like i said you know he's He's a simple horse, and uh, he've won. Uh, he've won. He has won twice. Uh, one turn going uh, six and, and seven furlong in uh, in America, and he, he won like different race track. You know, he's won at Churchill Down, Fairgrounds, Canaan, Monmouth. I mean, they're all different type of dirt track. So that's why I'm hoping and thinking uh, he he will uh, adjust to to this track here in uh, in Riyadh. What would it mean for you to win the richest race in the world? Well, it means a lot. Uh, I thought I accomplished that you know, a few years ago when I won it with Gunrunner in the Pegasus World Cup. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one... Uh, it changes around, doesn't it? It, it, it changes around, you know, so I, I, need, uh, I need to... Add this to, one. I, I need to, to, to reclaim, you know, my uh, my status. Yeah. Uh, as the jockey who won the, the race, uh, richest race in the world. But no, it's just a, a privilege, you know, to, to be compete to, to, to compete in this kind of races. And just uh, very grateful. And uh, having a horse, you know, like Mendelon uh, means a lot. And uh, I think it means a lot also for for the owner, you know, uh, the late, you know, uh, Prince Khalid, you know, I think we'll be very proud to see, uh, you know, yeah. a horse of this, uh, oh, of this magnitude, you know, uh, in his own country, you know, competing in his own country, I think will be will be uh, will be amazing for him, you know. But uh, his family, you know, they are still very big in horse racing, and I think they they are going to be very happy when they're gonna see him on uh, on Saturday. It'd be wonderful, like in his memory. Right? Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Yeah, hopefully, give me a, a little push, you know, from from above. I am certain that the late Prince Khalid Abdullah will be watching on with pride. We go from the rail 
to another track location. Very special edition today from Riyadh. I am at the clubhouse at King Abdulaziz Racecourse, joined by uh, quite the guest, Mikey Adelson. Mikey, I'm so glad that you're here with me because you've got some strong opinions coming up. Yeah, I mean, this is great international racing. There are only a few meetings throughout the year where you can... um you can really see the world come together and this is one of them and and that brings with it a lot of issues with you know figuring out which angle you're going to take with a race uh, because you can't always look at it as who's actually the best horse to win because there are a lot of horses just have to get lucky absolutely i mean that's the name of the game sometimes as well right we're looking for racing luck of course the headline race the saudi cup 20 million dollars on the line now the americans have about seven runners in total we have four in the saudi cup art collector for bill mott with louis sizeboard country grammar for both baffert flavian pratt mandaloon for brad cox with Florent Giroux on board, Midnight Bourbon for Steve Asmus and Joel Rosario board. We have Pinehurst in the Saudi Derby mm-hmm. for Bob Baffert, Fabian Pratt on there again. And then the 1351 Turf Spring, we have veteran runner Casa Creed for Bill Mott and Louis Sayas. Neom Turf Cup, we have mm-hmm. Channel Cup for Jack Sisson, Joel Love Rosario. Love to see him win there. So I think we're going to go backwards with those races and then just a couple of small pieces yeah. in some of the other races as well. So let's start by... The headline race, the Group 1 Saudi Cup. It's race number 8, half past 8, well, 20.35 p.m. local time. 1,800 meters distance, a mile and an eighth for the Americans uh, mm-hmm. under us. $20 million <laughs> in the pot. $10 million goes to the first place together. $3.5 million to second, $2 million to third. Of course, Mishrif, last mm-hmm. year's winner, is back for more. We know the Americans have won the inaugural running with maximum security. But let's... Let's start with perhaps going in market order here. Mm-hmm. Mishrif, currently the favorite for John and Thady Gosden. David Egan rides. He's now a five-year-old. Looks like he's put on a tiny bit more of muscle weight. I like how he's matured. Most recently, his most recent victory was the Group 1 Jutman International at York. Mile and 2.5 fellows on the turf. Mm-hmm. Lead-up race, the Kipco Champion Stake. But he's had a break yeah. since then. So how is he faring coming into this? I mean, you have to look at it and assume that he's going to come in very similar to last year. Um, you know, last year he had a end-of-season kind of bummer uh, as well and um, came in and, and fired fresh. He does that extremely well, as we've seen. I I had to take a bit of a stand against him, but I do think that that's just market-based for me. I mean, I don't think he's worth that low of a price. And I do think the common misconception in this race is that it's an easier race than last year, which he won, obviously. And uh, I think it's actually a tougher race. It's a more dynamic race. And he obviously, the post-14 on the outside does not help. I don't think it helps at all. I think he got very lucky with the pace set up last year that you had Charlatan as well as Nick's go burning each other up in front. And there's Mishrif picking up <laughs> the pieces. Now, I'd love for him to get the win here again, but I think it's going to be much tougher. I like what you said, that they think it might be an easy race. I don't really think it is because there are so many variables in there. So let's go to the horse that is second right now in the market in Mandaloon. 92 best value I can find. I'm using the Racing Post website for everyone mm-hmm. in Europe also listening. Best value 92 Mandaloon, of course, uh, for a uh, two-time champion trainer now, Brad Cox. Recently announced to be uh, the Kentucky Derby winner after this qualification of Medina Spirit. Mm-hmm technically won the Haskell as well via disqualification so he's been quite lucky he's been he's been getting you know he's been getting <laughs> some some nice wins on board but of course an ultra consistent performer has looked terrific on track all week mm-hmm. and there's some backstory as well that the late Prince Khalid Abdullah of course founder 
of Jotmond uh, passed away over a year ago. This is his home country to have yeah. also this caliber running here would have meant the world to him. Yeah, and, and, and there's obviously a, a huge following here for him. You'll see if he wins, it'll be a quite the raucous event. I, uh, you know, he's, I think the market's going to come down on him in the closing stages. Uh, he seems to be the most fancy, the most supported of all of the, um, of all of the Americans. And then obviously so. His prep was better than I ever expected him to come back. Um, I thought he would come back as a decent horse, but he actually moved forward in a big way, much in the same breath that his one of his chief rivals, Hot Rod Charlie, did in the round two the other day um, at Maidan. So it's nice to see these, these rivals, uh, and we'll get to World Cup eventually, but hopefully they meet there again. But I do think Mandaloon is a serious horse. I don't see him out of the frame. That's the only way I can really approach it with him. I'm going to try to beat him, though. I'm trying to find out a little bit of value. We'll get to your value horse in a second. I'm just going market order here that the third horse in the betting is T.O. Keynes for uh, Daisuke Takayanagi. I'm probably <laughs> butchering this, so you, you yes. can say this better than me. Koe Matsuyama <laughs> on board. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to let you just, do it. Just, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Look, last race was the great one. Champions Cup at Chukyo, Japan. He won it by six lengths. Mm-hmm. And this five-year-old chestnut has been turning heads in the morning. Yeah. Very sort of impressive looking individual looks ultra fit and strong now i need you to tell me how to pronounce the names of the trainer and the jockey okay. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna it's matsuyama is the jockey um but i i, I do think that tio Kane's is he's the, one of the best dirt probably the best dirt horse from japan we've had in this country um and you know all respect to uh marsh lorraine but I I I think she's. We'll get to her eventually, but she's vastly overmatched here. Um, Tio Kane's it was is absolutely dominant in Japan when he's at his best. He has a turn of foot in the dirt that you don't see very often. Um, he's very he's natural pace, much like his sire, Sinister Minister, who won the Bluegrass in the States for Bob Baffert um, and set the pace in the Kentucky Derby for flopping around. And um, I. I, the, my only worry with him, and I had to draw a line through him because I almost picked him. Because I think if this were a traditional sand, dirt, clay kind of course, he would be hard to beat. Because he, he loves a left-handed course. Um, his run in the Champions Cup, where there's a slight uphill in the final furlong, he just bounded up it and he smashed into the bits. And we know Chuba Wizard's a good horse and he smashed him. Um, and his race at Ojai, a few races back, going right-handed bend, uh, he beat Nankona Yume who's a very good horse and just smashed him too, just running away from him. Like he's got a, and he takes dirt he, and kickback's not bad here, but you know that he'll get into the race and he'll sit behind the good pace. All those things are good things, but it's just the surface. And Chuba Wizard ran so bad here last year and then ran well at Maidan, making me think that the Maidan Sandier surface is much more similar to, it's uh, the Maidan Sandier surface is much more similar to what they would have in Japan. Mm-hmm. at least in some way uh, and this surface is very very unique and it sometimes lends itself to um, slightly more turf pedigrees uh, which we've seen and including losses winning Mishriff yeah so yeah. I mean and Mishriff is a sneaky pedigree we'll get to that eventually but but where he has all these dirt influences inside of his pedigree and we'll talk about soft 
when we get down to CLA, we'll talk about soft turf um, and how that influences. So it it's as well. a no from you for T.O. Keynes then. I thought it was a type of no. horse that you might find interesting. Yeah. I almost went with him. Uh-huh. I, I was like, you know, I just, knowing I what you look for, I was like, I think Mikey would go with him. I, and I think seven one is a little short on him. So yeah. I, yeah, I just didn't see as much value as I would prefer. And he could bolt up and win easily, and I wouldn't be surprised. But I have to decide which narrative I'm going to go with in this race. And that's the one I'm not going to go with him because I think he just might not like the surface. Yeah. Next up is Art Collector for Hall of Famer Bill mm-hmm. Mott. Louis Saez takes the ride. He's actually unbeaten over this distance. Yeah. A mile and an eighth, he's never been beaten. 107 buyer, top mm-hmm. career, best two starts to go, winning the Woodward Stakes. Took them gate to wire, basically. Yeah. Had a little bit of pressure, but just kind of shook them all off. Looks really strong on track again, but in a way, I'd say the conversation hasn't been this much about art collecting in terms of the American yeah. runners. All eyes have kind of been on Mandaloon, Midnight Bourbon, who we'll get to in a second. Yeah, he's... Other than Mishriff, he's the only one with a, a one-turn, nine-furlong, uh, grade one, group one win. Um, in that race, he had things his own way a bit. And he likes to go fast and have an easy-ish lead. He likes, he's got a nice nice, nice bit, bit of tempo to him and cruising rate. He's going to have a lot of pressure up front in this race. I will say, in the plus column, he's no horses look better this week, period. He's looked amazing. His breeze was really solid earlier this week. Um, and... Uh, there's a lot to be said for the fact that he's been with Mott for less than a year, and he's always going to improve with Mott. Mott's mm-hmm. going to figure out ways to make him the best he can be. I just wish the pace scenario was more conducive to him winning, because he's going to have to come from off the pace. There's no way he gets to the front if the other speed goes. Who's the other speed? Secret Ambition is going to set the pace in this race. Secret Ambition, Midnight Bourbon are going to break out running. Country Grammar, Bob Baffert said he's been training him to break and have more speed and go around one bend. So mm-hmm. you can bet that he's going to shove off out of the gates and, and be running early as well. Well, it worked well for Country Grammar in Hollywood Gold Cup, yeah. right, right up there. So, look, I think Art Collector has been looking incredible, but I agree with you. I'm just not sure he's going to get what mm-hmm. he loves and that is get to the front. I think Bill Mott's done a terrific job on him. Is honestly doing so well. Kind of didn't really run well in the British Cup Classic. I don't think there was a particular excuse. He didn't really turn up. On yeah, the I mean, there were buzz. There was some buzz around the backstretch that that he wasn't quite right in one of his hooves, and that mm. could have been just hearsay, and nobody was talking. But it was early in the week that that came around. So usually those things are, are there's some, or there's smoke, there's fire. But either way, if that was an excuse, so be it. But he just didn't seem to have an answer when the real running started, and. It's a shame because I he looked great that week too. So I just to me it's a matter I went against him because it's a matter of the pace scenario and is he this level? Yeah. All right. So the next runner in the market midnight Bourbon for another Hall of mm-hmm. Famer and Steve Asmus and Joe Rosario takes the ride. I got the chance to speak with Scott Blasi on multiple occasions this week. Midnight Bourbon. She's been doing everything right. Sounds like such a cliche. Every everyone's saying it, but yeah. this this runner has really just flourished here looks sensational and in a way when you know remembering him in the three-year-old season he's filled out more he's a little bit more Mm. relaxed scott was also attributing that to the fact that when he started his two-year-old three-year-old season was during covid so at the beginning there were no crowds and all of a sudden he was thrown into that at churchill downs and that kind of lit him up a little bit he's now much more used to it and and you can tell he's just 
grown into himself. And I do believe Steve Asmussen was saying that they always thought he was going to be a better four-year-old. Yeah, and it's nice to see Carlos Rosas is, is an exercise rider on him in the mornings. Um, if there's there's no better uh, rider to get them ready for the big event, he obviously was a regular rider for in the morning for Gunrunner and Curlin and the like, and and um, I believe Rachel as well. Um, and he really just it's incredible. He, he keeps him super quiet yeah. out there and. Uh, he even like talks. I remember saw him talking to the other riders this morning to stay off the rail so they could come up it and stay, you know, and keep the horse quiet. Um, you know, the outside rail rather. And you know, this horse is seven of his last eight races that he finished. Um, he placed and just wasn't good enough on the day for whatever reason, or maybe had some issues here and there. I still think that. He will become as good as Steve Asmussen believes he is. I'm never going to doubt Steve and his assessment. But, my, but maybe it, not here. Not now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it now. I think that the uh, he's drawn really well. He and Real World have the best draws in the field, um, in my opinion. And Drawn uh, in Gate 3, Midnight yeah. Burma, and Real World in Gate 4. And he's only got one kind of speed inside of him in, in Country Grammar. And I, I would imagine the Country Grammar is going to break and probably try to sit right behind him. Um, because Joel's going to push hard to, to make the lead here. Yeah, country grammar drawn on the rail next, hosting the betting for trainer Bob Baffert. You're mentioning that he's been more forwardly placed since joining the Baffert Bond, including that gritty Hollywood Gold Cup win where he was actually overtaken by Rollership and he came back. Yeah, he's he's just a tough little horse and he proved that he's a fighter, even when he was um, when he won the Peter Pan for Chad Brown and, and the Pompa Stable. Um I just this race I feel like this this is what this race is for him it's he could he could very well place and he could be good enough to do that it wasn't the original plan to run him here obviously medita spirit was their original plan for this ownership they sought out a horse to simply run he happens to be somewhat good enough he's a grade two horse who happens to have a grade one win and you know what i mean that's, don't say that too like no yeah. i mean mm-hmm. it, it's that's just yeah where it is and he's got to prove that he can get to that level he's got a very patient rider in flavian pratt uh, who's going to? He doesn't make a lot of mistakes um, outside of some hot rod Charlie rides, but uh, I do think that there's a that he's he's got a shot to hit the board here. He's just not going to win. And then we have plenty of others in the field, but I'm going to just give the mic to you because I do believe that your pick is a bit lower on the pecking order when it comes to the wagering interest. I'm shocked sure. at this price, and I'll take it all day. At twelve to one, I will take Real World. I have watched this horse develop from a bit of a disappointment at the carnival last year to an absolute monster and physically as well he's much bigger stronger and he carries himself in training in the morning like an alpha and i am just so impressed with him uh he's a son of dark angel so he does get a little hot in the prelims and i don't mind that at all uh, he's the biggest Dark Angel I think I've seen. He's very strong and just well-built. And he's built like a dirt horse. He has a nice round action like a dirt horse. He handles the soft ground, which is, to me, I've seen a lot of soft turf horses handle this track here. Um, the pace scenario sets up for him perfectly. He's quick enough to sit behind the sit behind the front runners and make first run or second run. Mm. He's got a, a massive turn of foot. Um he had a perfect prep and going a one-turn mile, so he's going. He's just extending a furlong in the Zabil Mile at Maidan. Beat a couple of decent horses in there, um, and just smashed them. Really, to me, he just and and last but not least, the best rider in the world, and Frankie Dettori gets on him. 
I mean, and if you if you don't think that line is true, then you're not watching racing over the last 25 years. Um, it's he's, he gets on him and he improves horses consistently. And other jockeys tell me, um, way off the record, that would um, why is he so good? They, they they said they don't know, but the horses run so hard for him that they mm-hmm. need more time afterwards. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, he gets, he gets, much he gets so much out of He's horses. He's won on this horse before as well. Mm-hmm. The Qatar Prix Daniel Wilson the group two. Uh, and that was a very good win over the Revenant, over his yes. home track. So I know the Revenant was a race off his best that day, but he gave him all he could handle. And I was there that day. It was a bog. It was a terrible surface he ran on, um, quite heavy, very soft. And he handled it just fine. So he can handle cut. He can handle something cutting away from him underneath. And he's handled the all-weather before. I mean, he was okay on the sandy dirt. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be as... On this surface, I love him. I wouldn't love him at Maidan. But yeah, to me, he's at 12 to 1. If he were 4 to 1, I'd be recounting all this. Um, but I love his great value in a race that that seems to have a lot of opportunities yeah. for the betters. Uh, we, I do want to mention... March Lorraine, of course, big price British Cup distaff victors. Do I think she's got a chance in here? No, no. But do I love her <laughs> yes. being here? The sportsmanship yes. of bringing her over over is the yeah. best quotes of the week came from Nishijiyahagi. <laughs> um, he's just, why are you here? Basically, was the question. He's and his answer was in not so few words. Um, it's the richest race. It's a, for the money. Is what, he, <laughs> <laughs> what he said, right? Yep. <laughs> for the money. It's her final race by contract um, with her syndicate. She has to retire after this. So this is her final race. They're going out. They're hoping to. And the thing is, she's a plotter. She's going to come plodding along and finish in the her first, first half of the field. And remember, like six places, $600,000. So. <laughs> and, and talking about that quote, the best part is at the draw, she got the outside draw, number yeah. 13. And I think it was Michelle Yu asking him what he thought of that. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care. That's what you say. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Um, I don't care. Because we're, she was drawn well. out in the Breeders' Cup, and that's a much you know tighter run to the first mm-hmm. turn. But yeah, she's she's very honest and very tough. But the trip is probably going to be around one bend. It's it's run more like a sprint than a route race. Um, yeah, it's not going to be her cup of tea. It would have to fall apart completely for her to win. I, I agree with you there, and I, I'm not sure that's going to happen any other horses that you want to mention of interest here of course you mentioned oh, yeah. secret ambition in terms of his pace secret ambition is the toughest horse in this field he is nine years old he's been really brilliantly campaigned i went back and you know i, I got to see him up close today and he's just beautiful right now i've never seen him so fit he's gonna set the pace he gets audrey devries subbing for a covid afflicted tygo shea uh, audrey devries is probably the best one of the best writers I've ever seen. He's just—he's the best writer in the UAE, I would say. And he's Dutch. He's Dutch, <laughs> which is a nar- um, mark against him, unfortunately. But, <laughs> um, but yes, it's I, Secret Ambition is gonna—if he breaks, and he's a very tricky gate horse, he'll probably go in last because of it. Um, you know, he should be on top early in the race, and if he gets to the to the rail, he'll be tough. I wouldn't be shocked if he held on for third or fourth at that point. Um, That's kind of what I was thinking. I don't think he's good enough to win. No, of course not. He's thir- 33 to 1. He's coming for a mile, outc- maybe. <laughs> outclassed. I think he's going to burn up in front. But if he can hold on for a pace, that would be terrific. Yeah. Seal Away is 14 to 1 right now. Um, he's extremely classy. Uh, the switch in yard is a little bit of a worry. Not that Francis Graffard is, is, is I think it's an upgrade in yard, personally. But just the, 
the switching of routine and everything he's doing over the winter, I just yeah. wouldn't know if he'd be settled in enough to run a huge race here. Um, and very sporting owners. They love to run in the big races. Yeah, well, in the Kipco uh, Champions Day, yeah. it's where Mishriff ran four. Yeah, I mean, that's got to that's gotta stand for something. I was, you know, and he loves cutting the ground, which is conducive to running well here, in my opinion. Um, the mile and eighth. I know he's a great one winner as a two-year-old over a mile, but it's very different as you get older. And uh, the, he's a better mile and a quarter to mile and a half horse. Mm. It's a little short for him, and that's why I kind of didn't go with him. I almost picked him. I think Nick Luck is picking him. Oh. So hats off to him. Yeah. And 14-1 is pretty high on him. Um, Donald's Magnacore uh, is a nice, honest horse. He'll run, come running. And he's, one. Yeah, he and Marshall Lorraine will probably be running the same race all the way around and probably finish together. Aero Trim is a very good horse from South America. We just don't know how good he is. How, how does that South American form stack up in here is basically the question, right? Yeah. it's it's And he is very honest and very good. He's the best dirt horse in South America. Uh, it's just... He's no Invasor. We know that already. There we are. Well, I think we've got to move on because we've got a couple of other races that we want to cover. So kind of going back down the Group 3 Saudi Derby race number 6, uh, 7.05 local time here. Like, I'm going to be very boring and go <laughs> with Bob Baffert's runner, Pinehurst. Flavian Pratt takes the ride. This race is for three-year-olds only, one mile the distance. I think the first three get an invite to mm-hmm. the UAE. Derby. As um, well? Yeah, I, I, there's some sort of reciprocation of sorts, but mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. we know the UAE Derby gets you points for the Kentucky yeah. Derby. So there's there's there are horses here that we could eventually possibly see there, um, and the UAE has a couple really good horses there as well. So it'd be a nice clash of form when that comes around. This race itself, it's a one mile around one you know one turn. It's going to be it was won by a Japanese turf horse last year. So <laughs> that, that goes to show you uh, it was a very weak race and B, the Japanese can pull off anything. That's true. Um, and so you look at this year's race, there are just a, a lot of, by the looks of it, good turf horses in here. And then you have Pine Horse, which is the Bufford out and out mm-hmm. dirt runner who's looked sensational. I spoke with Jimmy, the assistant trainer, and he was saying, of course, he's gone through grammar, but he said Pinehurst is our best shot. Yeah, I I agree with him there, and obviously the odds bar, the odds board supports that five to two is a little lukewarm mm-hmm. for a Grade One winning Bob Baffert horse against these types. Um, I thought he if I thought he'd be a, you know a more of a two to five. You know I thought he'd be hammered here. Agreed. To me, his best run is when he made a big move and put some distance on them, turning for home. If he tries to do that here, he will get caught. That's the th- this stretch is very long. As it is not so much that it's deep. They run on the top of the ground. But if you're not full of horse, you're going to find it deep in the final furlong. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at the field, you're going to have... I, I'm going with a price play here on Pedigree. And I've been watching him race in Dubai. It's Sovereign Prince. I love the way he's training. My friend Paolo Sirigu is his rider in the morning. said he's training extremely well and he loves the dirt at Marmoon, his training center. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Dubawi. We know how they are on dirt. He's yeah. out of Jamalati, who was a who's a Bernardini um, mayor, and she was quite good herself. So, you know, it's, to me, and he's a grinder. He's a grinder with a little bit of speed. He sits behind the pace. To me, if he sits right behind him, makes a big run, he's coming in in, in proper form, and he's flying under the radar because Charlie's other horse, uh, Noble Truth, is extremely well regarded as a second choice. 
Yeah, I, I was looking at Island Falcon as well for Saeed mm-hmm. bin Soror. I thought he was slightly interesting, also comes in here off the back of a, a win last time out. Mm-hmm. Just looks like he's been progressing so nicely. Yeah, and, and, and look, you'll see, you know, Christoph Sumion picks up uh, the mount and he's such a strong rider in general. Uh, yeah, he's got a nice turn of foot. It's just, and he'll see out the trip. You know, he cuts back in trip from eight to uh, another nine turf to runner, though. Yeah, kind of a bit of a theme. Here. And and but he has plenty of dirt in his pedigree. The Ifra just take to the dirt. He's out of a Dubawi mare. Uh, he'll be fine on the surface, just whether or not he's good enough. And you know, he's no noble truth. If this were on grass, noble truth would win it by five lengths. Yeah, he's right. Island Falcon fifteen to two. Noble Truth 13 to 2. I'm going to throw in a bit of, like, actually quite a long shot. 50 to 1 here on I Am Magic, trained by Navaf Almondil. Alex, Alexis Marino takes her, previously trained by Michael O'Callaghan, came to Saudi, won his first race by daylight, was never even headed at all. And of course, we'll have mm-hmm. to see how does he line up against them here. If you look at official ratings, I do believe Pinehurst was giving a 111, I Am Magic giving a 101. So there's yeah. a big difference. But at 50 to 1, I'm willing to say that this horse clearly transferred well to the main track here. It's got a win over it, has been training on it for the last, I don't know how long he's been here. I think a trainer change was earlier this year. Mm -hmm. So at 50 to 1, I'm going to take a shot with him. Yeah, you might as well. In this race, if the favorites flop, then you know where, you know, it's going to be a big price. And the Japanese are surprisingly, there's surprising value in them considering. The win last year. I mean, Consigliere is ten to one, and Sakifu mm-hmm. uh, is fourteen to one, and they both have listed victories. They're both solid horses coming in. Consigliere is extremely impressive. He's got Kentucky Derby points already, and he's here to pro- possibly set him up for the UAE Derby, to possibly set him up for the Kentucky Derby. So they think highly of him. So yeah, it's it's never underestimate yeah. Japanese, as we saw at the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, and and I think the probably the probably the last horse we can touch on is probably Kiefer. At 10 to 1, um, mm-hmm. he carries top weight because he has a, a Southern Hemisphere three-year-old. Yeah. and But he's a nice little son of Drawsmeyer. Looks like him a little bit. Kind of compact chestnut. and um, He'll see the mile out fine. And he comes out of a nice second to Azure Coast, which is a very good horse in the OE Guineas. So I just think he can pick up a piece, but he's probably not good enough to win. Yeah, I was looking at him as well. In, t- in terms of ratings, he's interesting, especially if you look at racing post ratings as well. Piner's the 110, Kiefer a 106, and of course, big difference in price. I know that we're going to be strapped for time if we don't move along a, a little on. bit here. So Group 3, 1351 Turf Sprint is a uh, race number two at 25 minutes past four. Uh, the 1351 actually also stands for the distance mm-hmm. in meters. So six and a half nearing seven furlongs by American standards just on the top of my head of course we have an American runner in here Casa Creed for trainer Bill Mott I've been following him all week Louis Saiz will mm-hmm. be on board of him a well grade one Japer sprint winner five-year-old I was speaking with Neil the assistant trainer to Bill Mott and they're just backing him down in distance again saying that they think he's just a little bit better going shorter yeah I think this is right up his alley I mean he proved in the Jiper that he can handle six furlongs just fine he spreads and I think he's even better at seven this quick round and a quick bend is going to be perfect for him um I just worry I worry about traffic I mean he's going to probably run from mid-pack to farther back uh and it will be a, a pretty swift pace in here uh, Naval Crown is the best horse in the race, but he's drawn 14. He's going to have to work out a trip from there. Yeah. And William Buick, the jockey, is no longer able to ride. He's got the COVIDs. And um, he was unable to ship himself. So James Doyle is going to ride instead. 
every time we mention jockeys getting not being able to ride for COVID, I start fearing for ourselves because I have to test as well to, <laughs> to even just get back to the USA. So, uh, guys, I'll keep you updated on that one. Yes. But Naval Crown, yeah, he's the the current favorite um, at five to two in here. Pretty he, strong favorite. Yeah, too. he he returned from a lengthy break to win the Group One Alpha High Four track near the leaders before taking over about furlong and a half mm. out. Of course, a terrific performance after a quite a break. Yeah, he's he now was there for that, and it, he's he was he won it for fun, and a lot of horses have come out of that race and performed very well. It's become a key race, so I think that he's the class of the race. If he had drawn similarly to Space Blues last year, drawn low, he would be two to five instead of five to two. Um, I think the fact that there's it jumps to seven to one to the second choice shows you how much he's being supported right now, and to me, he's he's just a extremely tough. Uh, promising horse that eventually will have a group one win it's just I'm going to still try to beat him (laughs) well who are you trying to beat him with Uh, I like Songline in here she's a group one filly Uh, she's second in the NHA mile which is a very quick mile at Tokyo and um, uh, she was second to Schnellmeister who's probably going to be one of the favorites in the Dubai turf next month and going nine furlongs but she cuts back in trip she comes out of a seven furlong race behind Grenadier Guards Uh, her, her yard her her Sunday racing mate, and she just n- nothing went right for her that day. And she was the three to one favorite. She mm-hmm. comes back, they're keeping the faith with her. If, and I'm just going to treat that race like a line through. And the fact that they're probably sharpening her up, possibly go to Dubai as well. To me, she's she's looked phenomenal all week. And seven was a seven to eight to one right now. She is a value. I like it. I, I was going to throw in Happy Romance as well because two starts to go around a very strong very fourth. Good. In the group one bet for a spring cup behind Emirati Anna was only beaten a length that day mm-hmm. had a break returns fresh now here for Richard Hannon with Tom Marcon on board uh, it's just interesting to me perhaps a little bit distant limited he hasn't done yeah. that well uh, over well if you would call this a seven furlong it's not really so perhaps he gets lucky that it's not a full-on seven furlongs because yeah. I feel like maybe six and a half would kind of be his hard limit but clearly good form mm-hmm. coming in here so find him interesting at 10 to 1 yeah He's one of those ones that I've, I I don't think he can win, but I know he's going to be in the frame. Mm-hmm. I feel similarly about Happy Power as well if he runs his race. Yeah. It's very tough. Um, well, I like Happy Roman's low draw, like the gate four, I think mm-hmm. is kind of perfect in this field. Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I this this race is going to be, everything's going to be about how fast they go up front. And it is a nice long stretch. So, I yeah, I... To me, it's it's if Naval Crown breaks and can find some cover and, and get in and sit right behind the pace, he's probably going to win the race. I think Songline is, has the best kick. If she has a clear path, she can beat him. And outside of that, I mean, the only horse that I really think will run well is Casa Creed. It fits him. I think they'll finish third or fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other race that we want to dive into a little bit more is the first race on the card, the Group 3 Neom Turf Cup, four-year-old and up 2,100 meters, which is one mile and two and a half furlongs. We've got a so yeah. American representative in here. Channel Cat for Jack Sisterson, Joel Rosario takes the ride. Of course, uh, not that long ago at Aqueduct going a mile and three-eighths, was second in Red Smith. That was a grade two. Won the grade one man award that was in, in mm-hmm. the summer of last year. Is a seven-year-old now. Has done obviously his fair share of traveling uh, throughout mm-hmm. the U.S. Is he gonna? Is this gonna suit him? Is this gonna work? Oh for yeah! Him? I mean, it will suit him. He's not good enough to win, but it will suit him. Um, 
Uh, it's very similar to probably Channel Maker last year, who mm -hmm. I, you know, he's another son of. I nearly wrote down Channel Maker, and I went, yeah. no, it's Channel Cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's another son of uh, another son of English Channel who will be ridden by Joel Rosario, and want the lead. We've seen this before. The track's not going to be as soft as it was last year. It was like a good to soft, when which we, we know Channel Maker loves. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good firm here, and he does love that. So I think you'll get an easy, easy-ish lead. And he'll be tough to reel in, but he will be reeled in. Um, there are there's some really classy horses in this race, but at the same time, there's a favorite who shouldn't be as low as he is in authority. So we are gonna go against authority. Then. Yeah, I mean he is the runner up in the Japan Cup, right? That mm -hmm. should make you a big favorite in this race. But yeah. he's also an eternal bridesmaid, and he doesn't have a real sharp killer instinct in his races he always runs extremely well so i think he's one of those horses you kind of wheel the house on top if you're playing in the zacta and hope that the longest shot on the board lands on top of him um you know <laughs> um but uh, you know it, it it's to me he's he's gonna run fairly well he's gonna be very tough obviously lemaire is one of the best riders in the world pile driver the second choice a lot of people love him he's looked mm -hmm. phenomenal the race looks like a prep for the shima the way they're running it yeah um, and it's 10 and a half furlongs is slightly too short for him. So, I mean, Solid Stone is getting a lot of support because it's Sir Michael Stout and, and Saeed Suhail, the owner, um, Emirati, who supports racing in a big way, and Ryan Moore is riding. Uh, but to me, to me, the huge value at 12 to 1, she just ticked down to 11, unfortunately, uh, is Ibeira. She is class. And she was the last horse, I believe, that the great... Um, DeRoya Dupre ran before he retired. Before he retired yep. And Align is one of the nicest people you ever meet in racing. One of the most blunt trainers. I love it. Um, and one of the best I've ever seen. And this filly is moving to Frances Graffard. She hasn't moved yards, technically. She's still in the same yard, but Frances Graffard has moved in, I believe. Um, but Ibera, I love her. I, lo I think that this race is going to hit her right on the nose, distance-wise. Uh, her run in Hong Kong was excellent. And that kind of a run makes her a serious player here. Yeah, Vaira, multiple graded stakes victress uh, already. Also want to talk about the group three. I keep wanting to say grade three. I, I've truly turned into American now. The group three, Longines, Red Sea, Turf, Handicap. Over hold on, hold on. Do you, who do you like in the Neon Turf? Oh, who I like in the Neon Turf. I'm going to, no, I, I'm, I was just going to go with the So American out of sheer, <laughs> out of sheer American. We're cheering for you, Jack Sisterson. We are. We're, we're <laughs> there you go, Jack. There you go. Go and do it. Now, to, to be honest, I think it's a it's a tricky race for him to, to get the job done. But out of sheer yeah patriotism, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. Let's do it. I'm going to go with him. So we'll move on to a very, very long race. Mao and seven furlongs. The Longines Red Sea Turf Handicap. And uh, look, this is a race where it feels like there's plenty of value to be found. Shortest price right now is two four to one shots. Siskini and Sunny Boy Liston. Johnny Murta brings Sonny Boy Liston's o Liston over Charlie Apple's Siskini. Who will be riding Siskini? Because, again, William Buick is uh, not going to be able to line up. I think, I think, I think James is, is riding that one as well. Um, I'd have to check on that real fast. But it's a lateral move. Uh, mm -hmm. I think James rode it last time. So he's probably picking up the mount. Um, James Doyle, I'd have to check on that for sure. But Siskini is, is now a slight favorite over Sonny Boy Liston. Um, they're, they're vying for favoritism at 4-1. to one. Sonny Boy is, is drifting a bit, mm -hmm. but I think he'll come back down. He loves fast ground, and he'll be extremely tough to beat if he runs his race. Um, Baron Somdi I don't think is good enough 
if the other two run their races. Because Eno is good enough, but the ground is going to probably be too quick for him. Yeah. Um, Princess Zoe might be a little long in the tooth to get this done, but it's not impossible. Um, Glycon is very good. I was gonna, I was gonna go with Glycon. Yeah. I find really interesting. I, I, he's of great value at twelve to one. Yeah. And there's not much separating him and Scazino. I think the trip will be within range, considering how quick it is. And I think the fast ground is good. Stay foolish is dropping in price, and I think he has he's dropped from I think twenty to twelve to one over the last twenty four hours. Hmm. Um, and I think that has everything to do with Yoshito Yahagi being such a international star trainer this year this past year so i mean this was the hard one of the hardest races for me outside the hardest outside of the big race and i mean i honestly just looked at it and i said well if dubai future shows the turn of foot that he showed at made two races ago and you put a line through his last race because it was too quick back mm-hmm. and it was on two weeks rest i think pat cosgrave and saeed ben Sarur will win this race for the second year in a row with a long shot I like it. I think he's twenty. No, he's, he's drifted down to six. Uh, he's he's being bet down now to four, uh, fourteen to one. And he was twenty, then eighteen, sixteen, now fourteen. So of course you were mentioning get him you can. Yushito Yagahagi, of course, trainer of loves only you. Yeah, loves to travel his horses, and indeed has been you know incredible in terms of promoting the sport and talking up his own horses, yeah, of he's course, fantastic. as he should. Uh, one of last race I want to mention as I'm trying to pull up the right time here is. Race number, da, 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 number second seven. to last. That is race number seven. I don't know why I didn't write that down correctly. Six furlongs of distance, 4.45 p.m. Riyadh time here. The Riyadh dirt sprint. Yes, it is as close to an American race as we can find, but there right. aren't any Americans in right. it. But there is an ex-American. There is an ex-American mm-hmm. in there, and I love Switzerland in here. I think that... This race is weaker than last year. It does have the defending champion, but remember, Capano Kicking was a long shot when he won this last yeah. year. And I think David Egan picks up the mount on him with William Buick's um, vacancy. And but Switzerland, he draws outside. Audrey de Vries, is, he picks up the mount for Tig. Uh, is just a heck of a rider, as I mentioned. Switzerland's just firing on all cylinders right now. His win in the Garhood Sprint last time was phenomenal. He's just been training out of his mind and i just he's better than he's ever been at eight years old and that's wholly because bupat simar does such a great job at zabil of keeping these horses fresh and we see it in secret ambition in the big race at nine you know and this horse is doing well um and he's got six-year-old gladiator king who i think will place in here as well yeah, I, I thought Capana kicking was, was interesting because I do feel like he's cycling back upwards again with that recent fourth in the group on Takahai mm-hmm. in Ohio, if I said it correct. Ohio, yes. Japan. Uh, Close he, enough. He was, on, he was only fourth by two and yeah. two and a half lengths. It just seems like he, he perhaps is that kind of horse that cycles a little bit. He's a seven-year-old. You can tell that they, you know, they tend to do better when they're more sporadically campaigned, yeah. which is what they've been doing with him. So if he turns back up the way he can run... I mm-hmm. think he can definitely take back-to-back uh, Riyadh sprints. And the pace here is going to be interesting. I think Dancing Prince is going to get a lot of support. He's second choice in the market. He's the other Japanese horse. He won the win in your in race there, um, the Capella. And uh, you know he's come over here, and he's got a lot of tempo to him. He's going to be tough to reel in. Um, good effort is going to keep him lots of company up front. And Rudy Trigger, um, the three-and-a-half-year-old, uh, they're going to keep him lots of company in. Um Outside of that, there's not a lot of depth, and that's why mm-hmm. I love Switzerland. He's going to sit right outside of this pace and probably make, if he's good enough on the day, he should win. Yeah, I wouldn't say that there's any out and out superstars in here, but 
Mikey, we've got races starting soon. So oh, we, we, we need In to... nine minutes. I know. We need to wrap this up. Which race are you most looking forward to? Every year for me, it's the 1351 Turf Sprint because it's so really? unique. I love turf sprints in general. Just like the Alcals during World Cup Day, it's uh, such a great race. But it's the most exciting. And last year, Space Blues was brilliant. It made my day. So I'm hoping to see Songline run, run a huge race and Naval Crown kind of come down to the wire together. All right, well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Very much enjoyed having Mikey as well as Florent on to share their expertise. What I did forget to mention earlier, if you want to look at the form for this meeting, racingpost.com would be a good one. Also, the big race, the Saudi Cup, is race 8, 8.35 p.m. local time. Eastern time is about eight hours behind, so about half past noon, we will be close to post time here in Riyadh. Now, don't believe I specified, but I am going with Mandaloon to become the new Saudi Cup champ. Now, watch the coverage on FS2 from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, as well as uh, the meeting being carried up by TV. And I did manage to find a live stream on YouTube.com as well. Saudi Cup 2022 en vivo. It's called Sanal en vivo. Check it out.